What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the podcast. It's all about Dunwoody, Georgia. show is brought to you by Dr. Brett Friedman with Village Orthodontics, who, Hannah, you know well. Um, but uh, yeah, so Hannah's one of my neighbors, and I just think that it's amazing like what you do for the community in general. And so I wanted to have you on to talk about your business, but I also want to talk about some of the things that you spend your free time, I guess, with, um, raising money for this and that and you know, my kids go, or one of my kids goes to Chestnut at this point, and uh, you kind of took over the Chestnut Challenge or took over helping with the Chestnut Challenge, and you've just blown that up. Um, I know you do the Emily's thing and running groups, and so before we get started, I kind of wanted you to talk about, plug those things a little bit. Yeah, you so really care about. Um, I'll, I'm the head of fundraising for Chestnut Elementary, and so we do events throughout the year, but like my kind of bread and butter and my baby is the chestnut challenge, which is a big like pledge-a-thon that we're almost done with right now. Yeah, um, I think all the schools and, probably do that. In yeah. We all do something names. similar. And <clears throat> usually like during the summer, we're kind of trying to recruit uh, small and large businesses to be our sponsors throughout the summer. Mm. And then we do like a two week challenge with the students that they just kind of ask their friends and family for pledges and so usually the past three years, we're always over 50,000. Um, we've been trying to grow every single year. So it's exciting. And it, it's a different batch of students every year. And, you know, we this past year, we lost a, a lot of our families that were like our super active families have graduated and gone to middle school. So you have to kind of breed those new leaders. Right. In the school. So it's always exciting. <laughs> and it's cool that, you know, people like Brett and like Lisa Torres, the people that don't have kids at the school still right. give a lot. I mean, like some of the Dunwoody businesses that you see have nothing to do with the school. You know, they don't have kids that go there. But um, I appreciate what you've done for Chestnut because Chestnut's a, such a little school. I mean, there's like 450 kids and it's just it's kind of a forgotten about school. So I'm glad that uh, there's somebody like you that puts in their time to you know, do all of that stuff. Um, and this year in particular, Sam, my son, is really excited about, like, the little stuff. It's like if uh -huh. you donate anything on certain days, you get, like, an eraser or, you know, like something right. real small, a slap bracelet. A slap bracelet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you guys have done a good job with, um, you know, doing a little bit daily instead of everybody. You probably get most of the donations the first couple days, I would think. Yeah, uh, but, for sure. We definitely get it's usually that big jump probably at the beginning and then at the very yeah. end when everybody's scrambling. But, yeah, we yeah. were it's interesting to kind of get creative with the promo items because what an adult would enjoy is totally different than right. a five to a 10 year old is going to get excited about. So we're always yeah, trying our, to change that up. Our second graders are down with the slot bracelet. They, yeah. It was very important that we sent $5 <laughs> love, last Wednesday. <laughs> they love that slot bracelet apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then you want to talk about Emily's? I know that's yeah, something near and dear so, to your heart. Um, one of my best girlfriends, Emily Rockwark Moore, she, she grew up in Dunwoody. Um, we were friends probably since we were like 10 or 12 years old. And she passed away, I think it's going to be seven years um, this past or this upcoming spring. And she passed away from cancer, but she also had uh, colitis for much of her life. And so her cancer was probably somehow related to the colitis, but yeah, we, you know, it was a big deal when she left us because she was so close to so many people in the community. And so we were trying to figure out, like, what is something that we can honor her life mm -hmm. um, each year? And so we do this big it's like called Emily's trick or treat uh, Emily's Halloween party, something like that. 
And so basically we raised money for Crohn's and colitis. And so this yeah. past year we raised, I believe it's over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. So I was, it was amazed like, that one year that I was part of it. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is way bigger than I thought. Yeah. It was we had like 400. It's usually, I think at least 400 kids kind of coming and trick or treating. And we have different companies like involved having little tables that they're kind of advertising their wares, but also giving candy to the kids. So it, it's just yeah. like, like a cool community event. Yeah, no, that's cool. Like when you lose a friend, you, you kind of find yourself not talking about them the, the longer and longer it goes. And this is something that, you know, every year you remember your girl. So right. That, and this way cool. it kind of keeps all the girlfriends like close with each other and that constant yep. communication, because we're always thinking about her and figuring out like ways to be creative and engage yeah. the community in her memory. And you've all got your crazy wigs that you wear every year. Yeah, we usually <laughs> would do like, you know, funny wigs, matching T-shirts and like tutus. And we yeah. had, I mean, the big, the big money raisers, we do like this crazy restaurant raffle that we get gift cards from around Dunwoody and around Atlanta. And like one person wins a raffle and they get like 40 cards. You know, I mean, it's yeah. something amazing. And then great silent auction stuff. So it's yeah. all, it's a always year, a, a year worth event. of free food at that point. Right. I mean, <laughs> What can you do? Then you need a year worth of like diet plans after. <laughs> <laughs> and then what What about the running group that you're part of? What's it called? The, the Galloway? Yeah, so um, we have a Dunwoody chapter of the Galloway running group. So mm. I started that about five years ago. Um, this season we have, I would say about like 30, 35 runners. And we do what makes us a little different. We're like a run walk group. So we do interval training. So Is that what Galloway's um, means? Well, Galloway, yeah. So Jeff Galloway, he was in the Olympics in the seventies. He ran with like Prefontaine. And um, so he kind of, as he has grown up as a runner, he kind of found this or put together this program of, you know, running 60 seconds and then walking 30 seconds. And then he would kind of change those um, time intervals, depending on how fast a runner you were. So um, we have runners that are ranging from like under an eight minute mile, like a seven mm. and a half minute mile um, up to like a 16 minute mile. And that's 16 plus minute mile. I mean, they might be walking the entire time or they could be doing like yeah. a 15 second run, a 15 second walk. But so we're trying to cater and give an option for everybody so that everyone can find a way to still stay fit and stay yeah. involved and kind of reach their goals. So we train for half marathons. And then this year we added a group that trains for 10 Ks. So they're kind of constantly, everybody's constantly training throughout the year. Yeah. I think I'm a Galloway runner by default, like I'll, I'll <laughs> run that 11 minute mile and then I have to walk. And so right, right. <laughs> it evens out. Um, okay. Well, let's get into insurance. I kind of wanted you, I mean, you're super knowledgeable about this and I kind of wanted you to give some, some tips and tricks to, um, you know, what I, I know the under insurance thing was a big thing that we've talked about before, um, mm -hmm. you know, now that co after COVID and all the hyperinflations and all of this stuff. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So we've noticed is and, and I especially with my Dunwoody and Sandy Springs clients, um, people undervalue their homes when they're insuring their home. Like maybe they put when they bought their house 10, 15 years ago and they bought it for, you know, 350,000 or 400,000 and still their replacement cost is close to that number. Well, I mean, a lot has changed in the past 10 yeah. years. The cost to build anything 
is more expensive. The cost of labor is more expensive. The cost to find labor, you know, the cost of goods, lumber, I think has gone up like by five times what it was, you know, five years ago. I was amazed when you gave me my numbers, I was amazed that it was so low. Right, right. Your house burns to the ground, you got to rebuild it. And that's what we're trying to prep people is like, even though the market price of your home might be one number, the market price is covering the land and the home um, and other structures. When we're covering your home for home insurance, we're literally only covering the structural building and like anything that's attached to your home or, and maybe like your sheds and that sort of thing. Right. Even though we have like a 1968 home that's around 2,500 square foot, I would say we're insuring our home for about at least 700,000 right now because the cost to actually rebuild our home from the studs. I mean, it's, it's a lot more than, than what you would think, you know, even the bathrooms are costing two or three times what they cost to redo years ago. Or, I'm sorry. We yeah, three years ago, we were amazed at how high it, co- you know, how much more it cost than we thought. Mm-hmm. And even like throughout the process, as we were getting quotes, they just kept going up. We we're like, all right, let's pull the trigger, pull the trigger, right? <laughs> Get it done, right, um, right. When your work yeah. takes longer too, because it's like waiting for the contractor to help you, and, and yep. time is and money, especially <laughs> in this case. And then, um, oh, and the the car stuff, the auto stuff. Um, you know, you you had taught. You have told me in the past that some of the stuff, like I, I got this little dent in the side of it, and it's worth just paying for instead of actually, you know, filing claims against. And that I was yeah, surprised so about. I think people kind of forget, like insurance is for catastrophe. It's for if you have a, um, you get in a big wreck and like you have to repair your car and other people's cars. So, I mean, basically what is happening is, people sometimes are getting too claim happy. And, you know, even if your deductible is 500 or a thousand dollars, if you uh, get into a mishap and maybe the, like you hit the cement block in your parking deck or something like that. I've (laughs) definitely done that. A specific (laughs) example. But that's a place like, (laughs) right. I mean, that's an easy one, but you know, sideswiping the cement block, that's something that, you know, I should just pay out of my pocket. That is not something that is worth making a claim because each claim you make, that's like another notch or red flag on your report card. And the insurance carrier is keeping track of that report card. And so oftentimes if they see um, three claims or more or three violations and claims or losses, especially in in your auto insurance, you know, you're in danger of getting non-renewed. And usually when they non-renew you, that could be, you know, 30 to 60 days before you're uh, renewal time. And then you have to scramble and like find a whole new carrier, which is not always, you know, the most convenient right, thing right. in the world. And so you're, you're, you're BK, BKS partners. Um, you know, you want to talk about your, mm-hmm. your company a little bit or is it, it's in Dunwoody? Is it? Had... Yeah. So, um, well, our office okay, is in Sandy by. Springs. We used to be the, um, TBM office. So, uh, BKS Partners bought us, I think it will be three years this January. So they are based out of Tampa. It is a public company. Um, they have about 500 employees. And then they have, we have different departments. So we have the private lines or personal lines department, mm-hmm. which I'm in. We also have a commercial department and a benefits department. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop for insurance. So in an ideal world, like if we have a mid-sized company, we would love to do 
you know, their commercial insurance, their benefits, and, you know, maybe we're insuring, doing the personal lines insurance for their top level yeah. executives, that sort of thing, like that we're really kind of catering to all their insurance okay. needs. Yeah. There's a lot it's of that in Dunwoody, us. a lot of high-end stuff in Dunwoody in general. Yeah. So. And how how would they get in touch with you? And, you know, I know I know you personally. I know that you are willing to help even if, you know, you're, you, they're not going to switch to you. But what, what's people's um, maybe a phone number or how they can get in touch with you, email address? Yeah, you can reach me at um, 404-947-7128. And that is my work number. So, um you can call or text me uh, to that number. That's 404-947-7128. Or look me up on LinkedIn, Hana Bahaba O'Donohue. And usually if you put Hana V or Hana O, that will, populate. you know, my name will come up because we're probably connected yep. already. Um, but I'm always happy to help. And even if we're not an ideal fit um, for you, like, I mean, I don't want to waste your time. We still want to advise you and kind of suggest maybe this might be a better broker or way yeah. to go. But at the same time, we want to uh, do a holistic review of everybody's like full package. We're not, um, and cover like their home, their auto, their umbrella, their collections, you know, their fine jewelry, fine art, um, firearms. I mean, you name it, we can. Yeah. We and can chances cover. are you do have some sort of mutual connection with Hana because I feel like you're everywhere with networking yeah. and stuff. I, I, that, it always amazes me how many different places I'll see your picture on or, you know, you're, you're out that night. I'll talk to Martin yeah. and be like, yeah, she's at a networking event. You're, you're really, really good at that. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, I do the Dunwoody Chamber, the Dunwoody Perimeter Chamber and the Sandy yeah. Springs Chamber. Um, they've been super helpful. And then just like if there's another event that kind of piques my interest, I might kind of jump along that. And there's also like I've learned there's a lot of kind of cool, smaller mm -hmm. groups that I've like started my own kind of small networking group that were kind of, we we're like in the, a mini estate council or like I'll jump on to someone else's group that, you know, they've created. But sometimes those smaller groups, you can get like better connections, better referral sources, yep, that yep. sort of thing. And the, the volunteering, I feel yeah. like you do, I mean, more than I do. I feel like I volunteer a lot and you are all over the place. So thank you for doing that. Dunwoody <laughs> appreciates it. I know all these small groups definitely appreciate it, especially Chestnut. So thanks for what you do. <laughs> of course. And thanks for your thank tips you. and tricks. <laughs> Awesome. All right.